Thank you for joining us. In today's world, there is much confusion as to what defines family, and Satan is determined to keep it that way. The good news is that the children of God have victory because we know that the family, as designed by God, will not be destroyed. Fathers, as the Bible says, put on the whole armor of God. Stand firm, set the spiritual tone, and be the role model for your families to the glory of God, thereby establishing legacies for your future generations. Listen with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander encourages us. Would you turn with us to Joshua 24:15b? It's a very familiar passage of text. Have your Bibles. Uh, Joshua chapter 24, verse 15b. And there you'll find these words. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. If there's ever a time when fathers need to rise up and be spiritual leaders in the home, it is right now. And with that being said, the title of this message is, It's Time for Fathers to Rise Up and Be Spiritual Leaders in Your Families. It's time for fathers to rise up and be spiritual leaders in your families. This is your God moment, men, fathers. We need to rise up now because God is calling us to be spiritual leaders in our home. Each branch of the military has a special slogan inviting young men and women to enlist in their particular branch. For example, the army wants you to be all you can be by joining an army of one. The Air Force says, aim high, cross into the blue. The Navy says, anchors away and let the journey begin. The Marines say, the few, the proud, the Marines, Semper Fidelis. A spiritual motto for Father's Day should be, rise up and be spiritual leaders in your home. I believe you can see for yourself that perilous times have come. Satan knows that his time is short and he is unleashing every damnable thing he has in his arsenal to bring about death, devastation, and destruction upon our families and nation. Everything that is not of God is rising up. That's why we need men of God to rise up because everything that is not of God is rising up. For example, pornography is rising up in every sector of our society. The divorce rate is rising. Uh, living partners who, who have everything but a marriage license are on the rise. Pedophiles are on the rise. Sorcerers, witches, and psychics are on the rise. Harry Potter is on the rise. Premarital sex is on the rise. Sexually transmitted diseases are on the rise. Those who get high on drugs and opium is on the rise. The crime rate is on the rise. False religion is on the rise. Abortion and euthanasia are on the rise. And the LGBTQ movement is on the rise. 
and out of the closet, having their own gay pride parades, letting their voices be heard and changing the laws to accommodate their wicked perversion. The Supreme Court has redefined and imposed same-sex marriage on America and people are not ashamed to glamorize their sins before our own looking world. Since fatherhood is a high calling from God. Let me say it again. Fatherhood is a high calling from God. It's time for fathers to be spiritual leaders in our families to the glory of Almighty God. All men of God, rise up and become an army of one for the cause of Christ. What does God require of fathers as spiritual leaders? You need to write every one of these uh, insights down because you're going to need them. What does God require of fathers as spiritual leaders? Number one, God requires fathers to rise up, repent, and come to Christ. Rise up, repent, and come to Christ. There are no perfect fathers. I'm the pastor of this church, and I'm not a perfect father, neither am I a perfect grandfather. Even the best father misses the mark and falls short we fall short of our responsibilities. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We only have one perfect father, and that's God the Father. Amen? Men, you need to arise and repent of parental negligence. If you are apathetic, you need to repent of being apathetic. Some of you men are controlled by anger. You raise your voice too much. Uh, some, some of you scream, some of you intimidating, and you have a spirit of anger that has possessed you far too long, and God wants to heal you of that in this very service. There are men who are bitter and selfish and prideful. You can't tell them nothing. They rule the home with an iron hand. Not all men, but there are some who are insensitive. We have, we have men out there who are fathers, they are violent. They're hit. They're over, they're over punished their children. Well, fathers own addictions. They're, uh, uh, they're addicted to all kinds of things. They're fathers in spiritual regression. They're backslidden. They're fathers who have a divided allegiance. They, 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 they want their feet in both camps. They want to be in the Lord's church, but they want to have the other foot in the world at the same time. And you need to choose you this day whom you will serve. First John 1 9 says, if we confess, say confess. That little word confess. You know what it means? It means to, to say the same thing that God says about your sins. It, it means to agree with God about your sins, whatever that is. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Once you have confessed your sins to include parental negligence, all of us have missed a mark. If we could do it all over again, I know we all would do something differently. And we don't take comfort in your negligence. Rise up and do something about it. And once you recognize the negligence, recognize where you've fallen short, then repent, forgive yourself, and move on. 
That's critical. Repent, forgive yourself, and move on. Do Refuse to hold yourself hostage. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13b and 14 says, forgetting those things which are behind. Put it behind you with the help of God. Reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Daddy, Regardless of how irresponsible you have been as a father, it's not too late to turn to Jesus. It's not too late to surrender your life to Christ and receive a brand new clean slate from Christ. Let your past failures go with the help of Almighty God and move on from this point And God will restore unto you what the locusts have eaten. Do I have a witness here? Do I have some fathers who've messed up big time and God, God, God transformed you and gave you a new beginning and you're not the daddy you used to be. You're not the man you used to be because God has gotten a hold to you. Number two. What does God require of fathers as, as spiritual leaders? Secondly, God requires fathers to rise up and fight for the sake of your families. Rise up and fight for the sake of your families. Uh, there's a particular scripture located in Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 14 which says, And I looked and arose and said to the nobles, to the leaders and to the rest of the people, Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord. Wise is a man who remembers the Lord. He's great and awesome. And underline this, fight. Say fight. Fight. If you don't fight, you can't win. And fight for your brethren. Fight for your sons. Fight for your daughters. Fight for your wives. And fight for your houses. Satan wants to steal your wife, uh, your husband. Satan wants to steal your children, your grandchildren, your siblings. Satan wants to wipe you out. He is diabolical. He is a deadly enemy. And Satan, excuse the English, ain't your friend. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he's doing a good job in the family unit. Men and fathers, are you willing to put up a good fight for the sake of your precious family? Men and fathers, you will not win the battle for your families if you're not willing to fight for their precious souls. God requires that you do everything in your ability to protect your children's innocence. I love that passage in Psalms 119.37a, which says, Turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things. Turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things. This means that you must guard what your children see with their eyes and hear with their ears. Satan even promotes evil through television. You have to even watch the cartoons. God does not require his children to be perfect. For his word tells us that we have all sinned and fallen short of his glory. He does, however, require us to be holy to repent and confess our sins, to seek forgiveness for our sins, continually grow in our walk of faith, to submit to him as the head of our homes, to lead by action, word, and deed, and to stand on the firm foundation of his word. The materialism and pleasures of this world are temporal. Therefore, Satan will not prevail. 
no matter what he says or does. My wife and I were in Houston. I went to see my daddy on, uh, for fr- this past Friday to have Father's Day celebration with him uh, because I knew I wouldn't be there today to spend time with him. And we were in a hotel and we decided to let our kids, grandkids, we have the grandkids this week for nine days or so. And, uh, and we let the cartoons, we were sitting there watching the cartoons and we said, this is just not right. And we had to flick it. You have to even watch the cartoons. Satan will get in there. Just always oh, cartoons. Don't you just say it's just cartoons. Some of the most damnable things are in cartoons. They're in movies and cell phones and they're tab- on tablets. Parental boundaries must be established to protect your children's innocence. There must be parental boundaries. Don't let yourself, don't let your child be a free thinker and just say whatever he wants to do, whatever she wants to be. Listen, that'll come back to slam dunk you. Number three, what is required of spiritual fathers? God requires fathers to build a strong spiritual foundation upon which our children can firmly stand through the teaching of the word of God. God requires fathers to build a strong spiritual foundation upon which our children can firmly stand through the teaching of the word of God. This will enable them to withstand the attacks from the enemy, such as Satan. You, you have uh, Your children are going to have to stand, and, and, and if you haven't taught them, and if you haven't indoctrinated them with the things of God from the Bible, Unbelieving teachers, unbelieving professors in universities, unbelieving peers, an unbelieving culture, unbelieving media, entertainers, and politicians opposed to the word of God will sweep your children and grandchildren away. The scripture says in Psalms 11.3, if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? What a powerful scripture. You need to hold that one. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? In other words, the foundation is the base upon which everything in life is built. The foundation is the base upon which everything in your life is built. If your spiritual foundation is destroyed, then everything else in your life will fall apart. If the spiritual foundation is destroyed, then everything else in your life will fall apart. So many men are building their lives on the wrong foundation, such as money, more money, more money, career. They get their identity from their career. Some men build their foundation on physical fitness. They're in the gym more than they are with God. Nothing wrong with the gym. We need to take care of our bodies and we need to exercise and do these things. Uh, but, but listen, have you, have you had your time with the Lord even before the gym or after the gym? Some men, uh, they use the sports as a foundation, but those things come and go. Some men get their identity in cars. And some love women and pleasure. You build your foundation on these things and your life will come crumbling down. Build your hopes on things eternal and hold on to God's unchanging hand. Therefore, if we desire to have a strong foundation upon which to build, we as fathers must implement 
Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 5 through 9. Every person with the Bible, this is Maranatha Bible Church. We reference our Bible. If you don't bring the Bible to church, I'm quite sure you're not going to bring it anywhere else. Bring your Bible. Bring the book of God to church. You say, well, why not the electronics? Yeah, I'm, you can bring that, and that's okay. Please use it. It's better than using nothing. But it's something about turning those pages of, of scriptures, and it helps you to learn how to find scriptures. Technology can cripple us. If we're not careful, Deuteronomy chapter six, verses five through nine says, you shall love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And these words, which I command to you today, shall be in your heart, fathers. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontless between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and your and on your gates. In other words, uh, your children and grandchildren should not come into your home and miss God. You ought to have a, a cross in the house. You ought to have the scripture on walls in the house. That's right. They can look around and just see things of God. They, they see a Bible here and a Bible there, a Christian book here. They see you, they see something about the aura of that house is just fully spiritual to the glory of God. You talk about God at every given opportunity. We were driving to Houston, uh, on Friday morning. And I said to the kids, let's have a spelling bee. And the kids are just six and six and seven, something like that. And I said, let's have a spelling bee. And so I said, all right, okay, uh, uh, uh called each one of them named, I'll call other name. I said, spell Jesus. Yeah, you because know, they're little. All right. And then I said, other spell Bible. And when one missed, the other try to help and they play the game and say, oh, am I tied with her yet? You know, and then I went, it just went on. Down, spell grace. And they were struggling with some of these words, but they were all Bible words. And even that until they finally got tuckered out with the game. It didn't, don't, don't drill them until they resent the scripture. You know when to do it and then let them change. Then they would get a little frustrated at the end because they couldn't get some of those words. Then I just backed off a little bit, but we had a good spelling bee. When is that? When's the last time you had a spelling bee with your young ones? Yeah. Are y'all out there? I don't hear nothing now. I hear nothing now. <laughs> I mean, all day, morning God, noon God. Your children ought to bless their food. They'll talk about God. They, I'm listening to Betsy. They're singing. They're still singing that I've Got Talent song. They were still singing that song. They were just singing the song. They knew the words better than me. And they were just singing. They went from song to song. To song. I could see what's in them. I'm just so glad all this craziness wasn't coming out of them. What are your, what, what, what is your children singing? What are they listening to on that app? Number four, fathers, if you want to be in a, a spiritual, if you want to be a spiritual leader, if you desire to be a spiritual leader, arise and lead your family with integrity. Arise and lead your family with integrity. Proverbs 11 and 3 says, The integrity of the upright will guide them, but the perversity of the unfaithful will destroy them. Fathers, if you desire to be a man that God is pleased with, 
then you must choose to live holy and be a man of integrity. If you want to be a man of integrity, that's a choice. You can, you can lack integrity if you choose to, and you can possess integrity if you desire to have it. What is a man of integrity? What is a man of integrity? A man of integrity is the same in the dark as he is in the light. He's not one thing in the light and something else in the dark when nobody's looking. Uh, he possesses character in his public life as well as in his private life. Now, that's big. Did you get that? He, he possesses character in his public life as well as in his private life. Here's what a, a man of integrity uh, will not do. He doesn't shift the blame when he fails or is responsible. Doesn't shift the blame. Gen- you say, well, is that in the Bible? It, sure, it certainly is. Let me show you where it is. Uh, Genesis chapter 3, verses 11 and 12. It says, and he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? Then the man, Adam, said, the woman you gave me. Look at that blame. Oh, he ran Eve out. The woman you gave me, God, I, I have nothing with you give me that woman. I didn't even ask for her. I'm just paraphrasing. <laughs> the woman you, you, you gave me. In other words, he was implying, I wouldn't be in this mess if it wasn't for that woman. The woman you gave me to be with me. She gave me of, of the tree and I ate. But Adam knew right from wrong. He heard the instructions. He heard God talk. And he's blaming his wife. Let me tell you something. A man of integrity, a man of integrity will swallow his pride and say, I was wrong. I did it. I messed up. I eat cheese. Bunch of it. Forgive me. Now let's move on. And why is when he, when he says I was wrong and forgive me, please let it go. And the next spat, don't bring it up. You remember what you did three weeks ago? Well, listen, come on now. Cut him some slack. Don't be breathing in his face. There you go again. Okay? Uh, so, uh, the, the, so, 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 you know, shifting the blame. So, I, you know, I wouldn't be, some men say, well, I wouldn't be in this mess if my, if I didn't come out of a single parent home. There are great people who came out of single parents' homes. Come on, come on, come on. I was, we always got a blame. It's always somebody, somebody else's fault. Uh, I was born in the ghetto. Somebody else's fault. I'm black. So, take responsibilities and grow up. Yeah. And get away from this entitlement mentality as if everybody owe you. You need to roll your sleeves up, do your homework, go to school, take some initiative, and own up to your own irresponsibility. You want to blame everybody else for your failures. You need to say, God, I messed up. Help me to start over and own up to my own personal negligence. You know, there's a sickness with this entitlement mentality nowadays. See, everybody else's fault. It's the war, it's the environment. It's, 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 it's the air. It's, it's everything else. No, it's me. 
It's me. I should have got an education. I should have listened to my parents. I should, I, I, I should have worked hard. I should have taken the easy way out. I shouldn't have tried to shortcut. I shouldn't have tried to cliff notes. <laughs> A man of integrity is honest. He is upright. A man of integrity is just. He is honorable. A man of integrity is straight. He, a man of integrity is ethical. He's not careless. A man of integrity takes the high road. This is just because somebody take a low road. Don't go there with them. That's some people get, I mean, they, sometimes they'll lowball you and they'll come and they, uh, they, they, they low. Their mind's low. Don't, don't you get low with them. Folk won't know who the fool is. <laughs> they won't know who the fool is. Don't go low. Don't go there. Sometimes let, let, let them have the last word. Don't, don't, don't always have to have the last word. Sometimes just be quiet. Be quick to hear and slow to speak. You know, sometimes it looks like you've lost. You've won just by keeping your mouth shut. Because sometimes when you open your mouth, dumb comes out. <laughs> Take the high road. Don't get even. D- don't be vindictive. Don't do evil for evil. Be trustworthy. Be morally sound. Be clean. Be clean. Be right-minded. That's integrity. Uh, uh, be a safe person. You're not dangerous. People are not afraid of you. Uh, you say one thing to this person, then you go gossip behind your back and all the other, the other folk back and all that. You, you, you're safe. But if I tell you something, it's going to stay there. It's not going any further. The dynamics of that relationship changes. You don't spill the beans just because you got yourself in a mess. Proverbs 10 and 9 says, He who walks with integrity walks securely, but he who perverts his way will become known. God set the divine order for the family. It will stand the test of time. Fathers must submit unto Christ, who is the head of the man, and to God's call upon their lives to be the spiritual leaders of their families. By doing so, their families and their future generations will have the opportunity to live with our Lord and Savior throughout eternity. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and so much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base.